Okay, so you guys know that I not much on drama and I don't do social media and all that stuff, right? But you got a MySpace recently. Hmm? You went to Total <laughs> Drama Island. Is that even still a thing? Does MySpace still exist? You probably could still get one. Right? MySpace still exists, but nobody uses it. The Total Drama Island doesn't exist anymore. It was, <laughs> it was but you can still watch it on Netflix. Oh, yeah, man, I just you can't. One. You can't go to the island. No, but you couldn't in the first place. <laughs> it was animated. What? <laughs> <laughs> I just realized that I didn't give myself a funny name on, on Zoom. Usually, I always put like a crazy name. Yeah, and we're I are all the worst. And usually, that. I don't notice. So, <laughs> name is Charlotte, and that is funny to us. Yeah. yeah. It is pretty funny. So, so what happened? Uh, there is, there's a, um, it's not a social media platform, but there is an app that I have to use for other reasons, but I don't like it. But anyway, you can see things that LinkedIn? people post, right? LinkedIn. LinkedIn. Omelet chat? <laughs> Instagram? Omelet chat? Yeah. I, one time, my granddad has a tablet and he had loaded it on with so many apps that he had just downloaded from the app store and one of those apps was omelet chat i just deleted that the other day that is he not downloaded real. it again yeah <laughs> he really wants to be chat he really wants it you think he just yeah. doesn't know what he's doing but maybe he really wants that if you get the same app by accident twice i mean maybe he's getting the same apps because <laughs> for some reason they think his demographic is the one that's using omelet chat which it might be which but i don't know what omelet chat is they talk about eggs i guess what do you use are we mushrooms in my well, well the one that i have to use that i don't that i don't like is, is whatsapp but because oh, yeah, yeah. that's linked to facebook right which i do not or it's a facebook thing facebook product know, okay. there we go um, you can sometimes see things that people post um and i i don't ever react but i couldn't let this one pass by so this this is my little bit of drama and i hope that i can bring that to the table today this was the post random rant there is no difference between boneless wings and chicken nuggets. Incorrect. Who posted that? <laughs> I, I feel like for their own safety, I can't say. Do they listen? But let, no, I don't think so. Okay, good. We're good then. <laughs> uh, so I, they're wrong. I, I didn't overreact, but I I'm reacted. I feel like I need to turn this over to the sensei of wing, Zach Taylor. Zach okay. Please back me up on this because I typed back blasphemy. Yes. Here's the thing. <laughs> a chicken nugget is like chicken paste made into nugget form. Still delicious. It doesn't sound like it, but they're still good. You can brush your teeth with it. Yeah. But it's, it's different. A, a, ch yeah, yeah. a boneless chicken wing is like a chunk of chicken it's breaded like and fried from and then tossed in sauce. A nugget uh -huh. you don't toss in sauce. You and, dip. You, and you can always tell when you go to a place where wings aren't like their specialty or a thing they're right. Doing, when they do just toss a nugget and yeah. try to try to trick exactly. you like that. Or even Which just a is, chunk. is wrong and shows you that yes, there is a difference. If it was all tomatoes, tomatoes, it wouldn't matter, but it does matter. We, now, okay, so go ahead, continue uh, that. I was going to say that also brings up uh, a point which I will bring up is that there is a difference between, 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 between. you know, uh, chicken strips 
chicken tenders and chicken fingers. Mm-hmm. That is also true. There is difference. And a chicken leg. A chicken tender, it literally has to be the tender part of the chicken. Correct. Uh, that a chicken, specific shape, yes, and also right. a specific cut, yep. A chicken strip can be more than one cut, but it's still a whole chunk of meat, whereas a chicken finger, again, is chicken paste. Yeah. Or it can be. It's just whatever it is stuck together. And we know Zach likes eating fingers. A conglomerate. <laughs> there you go again. Here we go again. Are so we just trying to get like warnings on our podcast? Try it. See if it works. Now that just goes to show that, that people are stupid. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. They're incredibly stupid. I, like, I couldn't leave it alone. Yeah, so I addressed it and... Um, this is what this is what my response was. Boneless wings are an art. Chicken nuggets are for children. I mean, that's fine. Children need to eat, but will they appreciate it? Can they tell the difference between B dubs and McDonald's? I don't think so. That's a true. reasonable argument. Okay, this was the response. So, what's the difference? Who's the intend? Who the intended consumer is? Not convinced. Ground or whole white meat, seasoned flour, or some dredge, deep fried sauce or no sauce. Same thing. Why are you texting Pierce Morgan? So, <laughs> so the, my response was, if your breast, your mm, your best friend says, "Hey, guess what? I'm bringing you wings tonight," and then they show up with a happy meal, you're saying you wouldn't be the slightest bit disappointed. True, and you've cut this person out of your life, correct? Uh, it's it's on its way there. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> uh see it's just i don't feel right i feel like there's gonna be too much backlash i can't reveal okay, afterwards she is required to tell us who it is but you don't have to tell it in this episode but we are friends and we'll tell you a secret about us when this is over exactly and it's really? not about pose this time <laughs> it's about no. that was not a secret <laughs> what <laughs> let's write it out in the open now <laughs> oh, welcome to don't drink the tea <laughs> A podcast where we almost call people out on their ridiculous opinions that they're not entitled to have. I'm Charlotte. I'm Josh, and you shouldn't be able to vote. And I'm upset. (laughs) (laughs) That was a nice intro. Thanks for getting us all riled up. Okay. It was really on my mind. Which one do you prefer, boneless wings or bone-in wings? Mood. Exactly. I think boneless wings is the superior of the two for for me but there are times where i only when i want wings i want mm-hmm. a bone-in wing you know the thing is for me is that i don't while i don't agree with her statement because it's wrong and stupid when i how say, do we know it's a her that's true i just assume it is because i've never met a man who doesn't a, love wings. yeah men and also know, he just assumed, zach just assumes i have no other guy friends besides you two which is kind of True. I that think. argument sounded like a male's argument. Though. You don't know me. It sounded like they were man- like mansplaining for. <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, was it a dragon? <laughs> it was a gopher. Like, um, I stopped caring. <laughs> say um, what you were gonna say, Zach. <laughs> I feel like if I'm going to a place to buy wings, I'm going. I want to get um, bone-in wings unless there's a special boneless wings sale. So you prefer bone-in? Mm. I think I prefer bone-in because it feels like the more of a wing experience, mm-hmm. but I do appreciate boneless wings for the 
the cleanliness aspect of it. If right. I'm like wearing something I don't want to get messy by accident, there you go. <laughs> I will eat boneless wings instead. Yeah, if you're in a tux. But both of, both of them are a minefield though, because you can make all kinds of mess with with boneless. <laughs> I'm a I'm like I'm pretty close to never making a mess with bone in wings. Like I only use one hand. My face stays clean. It's true. I've I've pressure. watched it happen. It, and I an make expert. a mess with plain chicken nuggets. I I, do, <laughs> I walked up to, to, to someone with chicken on my shirt today. Josh once. Oh yeah. Um, went to the Alamo and meant to buy boneless <laughs> oh, yeah. wings, oh, yeah. but accidentally bought bone-in wings and had to eat them in the, almost pitch in black. The dark. And he walks out of that movie theater and from like <laughs> looking like, like the neck, Joker. From neck yeah. to knees, he's covered in barbecue sauce. <laughs> It was, and it, yeah, because you know, a barbecue wing is always so much messy. more, yeah, because they just went with the sauce. It was, <laughs> it was all over me. It was, it, I was so sticky. It was the worst. And that was so a long how, <laughs> how do you guys handle it with like boneless wings and and the ranch? Like, because I, I, I like I caveman it up. I like or cave woman it up. Stab it full on with the fork, and Perfect. then and then like head dunk it into the ranch like all the whole thing has to go in it i agree okay. I, i'm a ranch guy so i agree i'd I put ranch on a, a banana i like ranch on a banana. <laughs> <laughs> not really but i like ranch a lot so i know I but this just had thoughts in your head <laughs> you're trying to think of the worst possible thing i <laughs> am, good job i'm strictly no ranch on wings <gasps> i know i didn't know this this is I, happening so you're a purist i'm a purist i like yourself the faith <laughs> i like wings i do also enjoy the taste of ranch on wings. I'm not against it. I understand mm. the appeal and the joy. And I think I will do it, especially if I have celery with it, if it's a really hot flavor of wings. But most of the time when I'm, you know, if I was to go to B-dubs, I'm not going to go get a crazy hot flavor of wings. I know mm. what I really like from there. Which and is I your favorite sauce? My favorite sauce was hot barbecue. Rest That's gone. They replaced it with stinking pizza flavor, <laughs> which is gross. It wasn't the direct replacement. It's just they got it whenever. And I've never tried away. pizza flavor, but who would? No. I hear it. No, that was the thing. They I hear replaced it's flavor with uh, like um, oregano sprinkled yeah. on top or something like that. That's not okay, though. No, it's gross. <laughs> also, like replacing their buffalo chips, which were the round, flat pita yeah. chips with tater tots unforgivable i'm the only one upset about this and the waitress that i asked about it last time was that they'd replace the mini corn dogs oh no hater tots they're just going downhill <laughs> but what's next the onion rings no if they, <gasps> get, rid of, if they get rid of the onion rings i don't have a Suicide reason to go back yeah. yeah the only the the second best sauce there is spicy garlic and yes i will <laughs> suicide pack with you <laughs> in person <laughs> Man, we really we well we already called it what was it the episode before this that it all had to go downhill from here and it pretty much is no well yeah <laughs> I mean in content as far as like Maybe. cannibalism um suicide packs the quicker we the quicker we try to get away from that we did really good so we do really good sometimes and, <laughs> and other times you bring up wings and I can't control myself you can't no it was important no I I was really I had this people need to understand you don't get offended. He doesn't like eating toes. It just happens. It's not my control over. I love how close you got up to the screen. Josh, you were bringing it to the people. 
choice. <laughs> yeah, I wish this was a visual medium. I had there was one moment of sheer panic where I thought, if I bring this up, are they going to back me up? But it's like, no, these are my boys. I know what they're going to say, and I know I'm right. Even I mean, and I, I like Bone and Wings too. I'm, I mean, I, I prefer Boneless Wings, but even if we both liked Bone and Wings, we're not imbeciles. We know <laughs> we know the quality of a good boneless wing because mm-hmm. we were brought up right. It's true, and, yeah, we and were this is just, up by wing lovers. We are a wing family. It is. Honestly. It's true. It's just more evidence that uh, Facebook is just divisive. Was this a younger person? It has to be. I'm not sure. TBA. You don't even know who they are, or you just don't know their age. Oh, now I know who it is. All right, never mind. Here's Brosnan. I said Pierce Morgan. Pierce Brosnan likes a good boneless wing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know man. Who is. I don't hope you're yeah. James Bond is like dunking it into his ranch. <laughs> Bring me the mini corn dog. He doesn't talk like that. <laughs> you're not far off. But this week, uh, we yeah. pretty much, you know, we form into a mob and we go storm uh, the city looking for this person. But in the meantime, <laughs> the city, <laughs> the Sim City. In the meantime, we're going to talk about the book that we read for this week. Murder is easy. Sure. By Agatha Christie. Alternate title is Easy, easy to, to kill. kill. Which I don't know if you agree with this as a much worse title because it could either be it is easy to kill people, or it could be a little misleading and be about a person who is very easy to kill. Someone who <laughs> they didn't put up any diff- fight at all. It wouldn't be difficult to murder this person. Because in the book, the actual line that the character says the title is taken from is that it's easy to kill when no one suspects you. Mm-hmm. But the the title, the American version is murder is easy, and that's the that's what they say in the movie version now to match that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is a, a non detective book, uh, not Poirot, not Marple. Uh, it has it has uh, Superintendent Battle in it, but just as like a cameo, he's just in it like at the, the end. last half. Yeah. Of, I mean the last chapter, which was really short. Right, it's not his uh, book in his series in the slightest. It, it's uh, kind of told from the perspective of, even though it's not first person, but everything is subject to the perspective of uh, a, a cop named Luke uh, Fitzwilliam, mm-hmm. right? And he meets a woman on the train who is going to Scotland Yard and she's saying, oh, there's been uh, two or three deaths already. Uh, and I think I know who's gonna be next. And uh, it's really easy to kill people when no one suspects you. No one even suspects that it's murder. Mm-hmm. And then Luke is like, well, this is a batty old lady. You know, she's, she's wild and they're going to set her straight. And then later on, he finds out that lady got hit by a car. Uh, and he's like, well, that's a little weird. So he goes and to directly visit. after that. Yeah. Goes yeah. to visit that town. And he asks about that name that she said would be next. And is like, oh, I came to visit my friend. Uh, no, no, no. He read it in the. Oh, that's the movie. Sorry. He heard about. Yeah. He heard about her death. And then he read about the person yeah. that she said, oh, I think so-and-so is going to be next. And it was a very distinct name. Yeah. Um, and then he read in the paper in this tiny little village that she was from. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That that they had died. And Which he was like. Ash is is this possible could this really be a thing because at this point at the beginning of the book she talks about three murders right so she's talking about three murders she dies it's a fourth and then humblebee dies it's a fifth by the time you're in chapter two there are already five the body counts up to five for this book (laughs) i mean the people have already died but i always count the body count if it's involved with the actual crime Mm -hmm. 
So five mm-hmm. people are already dead and you're in chapter two. You're, you know that she is, she's pulling punches for this one. And so since Luke is a cop and we could talk about the movie version, uh, what he is in that, but mm. since he's a cop, he takes it on himself to uh, investigate this. He goes to this town and he's, he is telling them that he's uh, writing a book about- Superstitions and yeah, folklore. Because it's a town where they say that there used to be witches and there's still a lot of superstitions. And the fact that there's been so many deaths in this town back to back to back, a lot to write about you know uh, superstitions surrounding death mm-hmm. and so this is a book that it's it's kind of like you're not really focusing on each victim the premise of the book is there are a lot of deaths in this village and they all seem like an accident so mm-hmm. people just being bumped off left and right is the premise of this story and she mm-hmm. hasn't done that yet uh that's a common thing now but she had not done that yet to this up to this right yeah this felt like a real in some ways it was familiar but you because she bigged it up with um the last one that we read uh hercule poirot's christmas that this i'm doing something new i'm doing something different and she really didn't in my opinion it was good i mean please listen back to the episode if you haven't already (laughs) let's do it again but it was um didn't feel like much of a a departure whereas this one i feel like was it had some some things that you count on in a christie but i thought this one conjured up some different feelings for me at least okay i look what? forward to hearing them <laughs> okay <laughs> uh so i mean we yeah we've set up the the premise um we could go ahead and start uh yeah talking about our thoughts i don't know that there's a whole lot to talk more about the plot because as it goes through, he goes on his investigations. Uh, I think one more person dies. Uh, the 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 main characters well, I can at least say that is um, one of his friends. Yeah, Luke. I mean the main the main character, but one of his friends tells him he can pretend to be cousins with this girl that's in the village, mm-hmm. and that's Bridget, and mm-hmm. she's another one of the main characters. Bridget is engaged to a much older man, uh, Lord. Is it Easterfield? No, that's the movie that's again. The movie. It, uh, yeah, I keep getting the names mixed up. That's something I just want to say right off the bat. Um, there's at least, so there's the book and then there's at least two movie versions. The, the Marple that was done on BBC and, or ITV, whichever one. And the one from like the 70s or 80s that you sent me, which I did not know existed. Okay. Um, so, and with so many... And Christy does this again later too, and it, and it's a it's a beef I have with her. All of these weird character names that are all slightly similar to each other. Yeah, and so many of them, and she does it in another book too, and it just gets me confused. Especially because I didn't read read this one. I didn't have a physical copy. I listened to the audiobook, which was fun because it was Hugh Fraser. He did a great job. Right, but. I'm not an auditory learner. So I'm like, who are we talking about? Who's this person again? So yeah. it's, it was Easterfield in one of the movie versions, which I think is another name from another story. Kind of like. Actually, I looked it up. Uh, it's Lord Whitfield in the original. And they Whitfield. said that it was changed to Easterfield in the U.S. edition of the book, actually. Oh. Which is kind of interesting. Okay. But you're right. It was in the movie that they said. So I guess they were taking from the U.S. book. For some reason, I don't know why they would change that, but yeah, it was Whitfield in the original story. Okay, all right. Um, and so she's engaged to this guy, and this guy's old. He's mean. He's always com- uh, complaining about people. He's and not 
mean i wouldn't say like he, he wasn't the he was c- just kind of pompous pig-headed yeah uh a lot of pride and he's always insulted by everything and luke starts to get uh feelings for bridget mm-hmm. um so that can set up a little bit of the story you can um talk about your your initial thoughts i kind of feel like this is one that i don't want to tell the ending to what do you feel about that because i'm i'm willing to be outvoted but i could do you I'm think this that is one that people I, would tolerate to read themselves i really you? enjoy the ending to this and uh-huh. i was very very surprised by it because i too watched the marple version before i'd ever read the book and the marble version yeah. and also has a very different ending and i was i loved the twist and was super shocked by it so i agree we, sh- we could keep Same. it secret and okay recommend it to people who like this kind of story I was I was hoping that we could because I feel like it's worth being preserved. What's going on, Zach? Right. I just I was looking through the suspects because I remember last time you told me to like try to guess who it was. Okay. Uh huh. And I found I found who did it. Okay, <laughs> I'm under Wikipedia. I'm looking at the list of suspects, and I just see Mr. Wake, and I have I have my suspicions about Mr. Wake, and simply because. It's the first the old, name you read? The, no, it's actually the last name I read. Oh, okay. So it's the old but never failing tradition of he's the local rector, darn near killed her. <laughs> what did kill her? Oh, my God. <laughs> Here we go. Local rector. It was. <laughs> That's what it says on Wikipedia. Good job, man. Oh, that was yeah. Brought it home. Darn did killer. Darn did. Darn did killer. Brought it home. Thank you. I am proud to be a part of this podcast. As well you should be. I look, Josh's face. I look far too smug right now. Mm. <laughs> give us give us your thoughts without spoiling it. Yeah, so um this one it's also really hard to that is the basic basic premise um what you said about mm-hmm. Luke and his involvement and um he kind of goes down that rabbit hole without knowing like he's just the circumstances in his life are just right to be like because he's just retired he was a cop but not like a like a full police officer he was a police officer like in the army in like a a colony or something so he comes back and he just kind of feels like a fish out of water and and then this weird situation happens and he's hasn't really committed himself to what he's going to do with his life so he's like well let me just take this time to go check this out and then gets just really heavily involved from there um so yeah it's this little village and again huge cast of characters it feels like it's the whole village and all yeah. these little names that are similar and, and she's already killed five people so she gave herself enough room where she's like i can kill a bunch and still have people to work with there's only 35 people left in this town <laughs> i liked the atmosphere of the town and she never shoved it down your throat it, it was these little flashes of what the surroundings were that always just snuck up on you and were so great because she talked about um he gets he gets there and it's like oh it's a quaint little village but then the sun goes behind the clouds and he's like oh wow now it, it just has a totally different look to it then the wind will blow like these really strong gusts of wind will come through, and that comes through she puts that in there over and over again but it doesn't feel repetitive it's always at the perfect moment to add the right feeling for what's happening and i loved that 
so much even a couple of scenes that she has at, at set night it does the same thing it goes from like the full moon to the clouds instantly go over the moon and you're 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 plunged into darkness and then the moon will come out and just changes your feeling so quickly of the atmosphere i really liked that i agree it's uh it's not like saint mary mead she does a lot of villages it's not like saint mary mead it reminded me a little more and i can't remember the the name of the village but the one from uh the moving finger uh it, mm-hmm. it it has such a such an atmosphere to it that it gives those books this this book and the moving finger and the moving finger is is one of my all-time favorites they have such a uh texture to them a, a mood through the whole mm-hmm. thing that is like effortless like you said she's not mm-hmm. she's not you know oh it was so creepy Mm-hmm. And Zach was crawling through and dressed as a clown. <laughs> oh, very creepy. <laughs> I scared myself when I saw myself in a mirror. <laughs> but it was it was effortless, like you like you said. And and I always remember, and I can't remember the name of the ones from the moving finger, but I remember the way those books feel. Mm-hmm. Uh it's a sense of suspense w- without even like you think, especially with this one, with all the people dropping dead. And how creepy this town is, it, mm-hmm. it, it keeps the book going, even when there doesn't seem to be a whole lot going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the fact that life continues on, it's not like just a, a snapshot, because I recently read a book that was these people who went into like an abandoned town. So of course, everything's going to feel creepy in an abandoned town. Mm-hmm. But like, in this, in this story, village life just kind of continued on. And when an outsider, when Luke gets there and is like, you know, man, you guys really seem to have had a lot of funerals lately. They're kind of like, oh yeah, we have, but they're all explained, you know, that well, so-and-so died of blood poisoning. Uh, so-and-so got drunk and fell off of a, of a bridge into the river. Um, a little boy fell out of a window because he was cleaning the windows and he was horsing mm-hmm. around and Zach and saw himself every- in the mirror and died of a heart attack. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All these little things that when you, anybody else would look at it and just be like, well, that's just normal. Those things are going to happen. But then an outsider is like, this is starting to look really exactly. odd. And there's at some point, I can't even remember when Luke finally, and, and you as the reader realize like, okay, yeah, there really is something going on. There really is a sinister force behind this. Because for a while he's like, oh, this could just be, a weird collection of accidents. <laughs> yeah. uh, I think it's when he pairs up with Bridget and Bridget is like, yeah, it's being weird. Um, that atmosphere too, I kept saying when I was reading this one because we don't really know that much about Luke, to be honest. He, he's Everything is told not from his perspective, but as he's seeing it. So mm-hmm. we solved the crime with him, which I liked. Um, but you know we don't get like a long backstory it's not like his character is developed it kind of for me felt almost like a video game like you're you are playing as this character and he's going and he's collecting this information mm-hmm. he goes on to the next stage and he collects like he's on a quest yeah. and somebody drops dead then he moves on to this i feel like it's a video game zach should design for us zach doesn't do that <laughs> i know he could um, but he could do a tabletop game he could do a a, a role-playing game like before he did that amazing He's awesome. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, that was great. Um, I'm pretty snazzy. <laughs> and I, I personally like Bridget a lot. Uh, I don't know about you. At first she felt like shallow and she was in, engaged to this guy and, and Luke couldn't figure it out. And then he talked to her and then she was 
she talked about like, oh, she was engaged to this guy that was like more her age, more her mm -hmm. class, and then how terribly it ended. And so she's like, she's pretty tact, uh, uh, blunt about it. Like, yeah, I'm marrying him for his money. And I know that I'm just going to be like his mommy and take care of him. And then I can live mm -hmm. in this rich house and be comfortable. And that's kind of what I need. And I know mm -hmm. you're judging me for it, but mm -hmm. uh, I, I liked her character. She was completely honest. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Good, strong female Christy lead. Yeah. I thought too. Um, I'm trying to think of what else was, and there were a lot of characters, but the ones that were very central to the plot were, were fleshed out enough that they, that they always stood out. And I like that she made sure you knew, which is a problem that I'll talk about with one of the movies. She made sure you knew that you didn't have to know every detail about the victims to figure out the solution of the crime. This was a bunch of people dying and there was one reason why they mm -hmm. were all dying. It wasn't going to be really convoluted connections between them. It was, and I mean, think about, you know, I think the body count is seven six or seven i can't quite remember i was gonna ask you about that it was up and, there. She, and she wraps i mean of course it's the way of killing each one but it's wrapped up so tightly it's it's not like you know you have to go through this long 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 section to wrap it up it's one scene where it you know everything because it's mm -hmm. so it's such a simple solution of, of, of why these people died and completely ruined by uh the bbc whenever they tried to adapt it oh i mm. They, there's did, so did much. Did you uh, watch both movies? I did. Okay. I, I I told myself I wasn't going to watch the BBC one again because I did that accidentally. I remember watching it the first time and being like, "Oh, why?" And then I forgot about it totally because I do that. And then when I got BritBox again, I was like, "Oh, Benedict Cumberbatch! I forgot he was in this. This will be nice." And I was like, "Oh, I forgot." <laughs> yeah, Benedict is Benedict Cumberbatch is Luke. He's the main character. Um, he really did a quickly. fine, fine job because this was like what two thousand seven or it eight? was before he was big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the there's a I'm lot of big actors in that actually. A lot of yeah, I was going to say that. But before we talk about the 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 eighties one, the the BBC one had a lot of names, and uh, I can see why they made it a Miss Marple because of the village life. Like mm -hmm. I can see the connection in their brains. But they put Miss Marple on the train to hear that old lady say that thing instead of Luke Fitzwilliam. And then his character is a little pointless. Like he helps Miss Marple figure it out, but then we're not seeing the world through his eyes. We're not watching him solve the case. It kind of makes his character uh, a, a little pointless. And they changed so many characters, like just the everything about them, they were completely changed. Like they added that an election that wasn't part of the book. They took out the whole central part about the engagement, which was like the main part of the story was mm -hmm. all surrounding this, the couple that were engaged. And, and it was a shambles. And, and how, you know, that someone had to have read or looked at, or you know, even just the cliff notes of what the actual book was about right. and how you could ever arrive at what they got from that is like why did you even try why did you put the, the her name on this why did you put the title yeah, on it like everything you yeah. should have just been like we just want to make some really weird crap up and just go with that because it was a yeah. shambles it, uh. it was a shambles they uh <laughs> and that was what annoyed me so much is the ending to the book is so simple and great and shocking but in, in the movie, it's a character who 
who committed this sin, mistake, or crime, and all of the murders that they're doing is to cover up that mistake. Uh, and in so the, in, the, the, in the movie, in the, in the movie yeah. version, they're covering up that mistake. And th that's not the same as it is in the book. So we have to go through like, oh, and I had to kill this person because they knew to. And then I had to kill this person because they knew to. And I had to, and it gets to be ridiculous. Like you would really kill seven people back to back in the village because eventually they would all know because it's a small village and you'd have to kill everybody. But the reason in the book, right. it made so much sense. It was, it, it, it wrapped it up so tightly with a little bow. And this one was just mm. so sloppy. It was, it was, it was terrible. And I, it, even for just like, um, you know, like morbid curiosity, I would still be like, no, don't <laughs> just, it's just save good. yourself. It's, it's so here, bad. The best part about it is, Zach, you remember, um, she plays, and I don't know the actress's name and I can't remember her character, but she was the head of unit in Doctor Who during the Peter Capaldi years, the blonde woman, Brigadier's daughter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I really liked her in that. Um, and she is the major's wife in uh, uh, Murder is Easy, the, the Marple version. I can't version. remember her name either, but she's very popular British actress and she's been in a lot of stuff. I yeah. always want to say that she's one of the Redgraves, but she's not. I can't remember her name, but I really liked her in this because she was like, her husband died in the book. The husband was like mourning the wife, but in the movie, the husband died and she's like so happy all the time. And everybody, they want to put her into a home because she's crazy. And oh, she's the doctor's like, wife. Not that was the doctor's wife. Not the doctor's major's wife. wife. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, I can't give the character straight. Her too. I like the major's wife too. Yeah. But, but she's like making Miss Marple mixed drinks that she's trying to give her. And she's singing all the time. And she her children are like, like a nervous breakdown. Yeah. Right. Her children are like, mom, we're going to put you into a home. And she's like, I'm having a great time. I really <laughs> liked her performance. Uh, what did you think of it? What do you think of, of, of the head of unit? You, did you like her in comparison to like uh, the other ones? Yeah, I think that um, just the implication that it was, you know, a, a throwback to the classic years of Doctor Who mm -hmm. with, with the Brigadier. That was, that was cool because I have seen some classic episodes and the Brigadier and the Doctor's relationship there, yeah, was, right. you know, it was really special to the Doctor. And the fact that he had a chance to reunite that with his daughter was really nice. And well, I talked about this the other day. The, the cool part was, you know, how they made the doctor a woman to, you know, to mm -hmm. make history. But they had done that with the master and did a really good job with it because Lucy's right. my favorite master. Mm -hmm. And then they did it with that character, too. They did took really the head of unit. And that was good, too. Like, they didn't need to do it with the doctor when and they then, did such a great job with those two. I don't blame the fact that the doctor's a woman now for the fact that no, it's that's, not good. No, that that's just Chris Chibnall. It who right. just doesn't know how to write Doctor Who episodes and they're terrible and I get upset. I get physically violent when I watch them. You can't, you can't handle like the, the, the wing controversy and a Doctor Who controversy all like, in the same episode. I mean, but it's like, can we talk about the timeless child? Can we handle it? No, no. I can't. It makes, like I said, it makes me physically violent <laughs> to talk about this. Because mm -hmm. you just go through and Chris Chibnall's like, la dee da dee da I'm going to change the entire canon of Doctor Who in their 50 years of canon. It's all out the window because I made this decision one day. And it's like, no, you are not the Time Lord Supreme. <laughs> <laughs> and that's each, that is each uh, showrunner has added to the Gallifrey yeah. plot. Yeah. Russell T. Davies did uh, the thing where with the Time War... 
right. and he also uh, about the time uh, Rassilon being evil. Then Stephen Moffat did it where they were in a time bubble. Those were additions to it, and they right. made it more interesting. They added a layer of complexity. But Chris Chibnall was like, "I'm going to change it all. It none of it is real, and, and I'm going to change everything." The- How do you take it upon yourself to do 50 years of TV with millions of fans and say? I'm going to change all of that. And I'm one little guy. And the thing is, it's like you went through all that trouble because <laughs> the, the time was were gone. Then they got brought back, but they were in a time bubble and you couldn't access them. And then here they are. The, doc- got them. the doctor can, can go to them in like very specific circumstance, but then he's just like, nah, they're all dead again. And the master is really good at jogging. Or is he? <laughs> he's not. Cause he made that, that- mistake too, because Stephen Moffat, uh, <laughs> we're talking about doctor just a little bit. His master, so lost. Missy, uh, remember, she was crazy evil. And then she had that redemption arc where she was like, I want to be friends again. And the audience didn't trust her. We were like, we don't believe it. And she actually wanted to be good. Yeah. She couldn't be. Like, she kept making mistakes, but she actually wanted to be good and be friends with the doctor. And 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 her final, so much depth, her her final moments, she proved herself to the doctor. And then after she's dead, Chris <laughs> Chibno brings in his master and it's back to mustache twirling evil again. But the thing is, is that it didn't used to be mustache twirling evil, but now it is. Because yeah. literally the first time you meet the new master, the way the doctor finds out that it's the master, and it's not a joke, Charlotte. It's not a joke. They're running to chase this airplane, right? So they can jump in before it gets away. And the doctor turns to the master, who is at this moment in disguise as like an old scientist, not an old scientist, but a a person who's been a scientist for a long time. (laughs) Young old scientist. Yeah, young old scientist. And she goes, that's funny. I thought, no, there hasn't been a mention of this previously. It's not a clue. No, she goes, that's funny. I thought you would have been good at jogging or running after this because you were in like track in your college, weren't you? A, a fact of which, why does the doctor know? And to which and he, he goes, goes, got me. <laughs> and he, he he goes from like this happy-go-lucky guy to like- And the doctor didn't ask it in a suspicious way. She's kind of like, well, what happened to you? Right, like, he's oh, like, you just out of shape? And then all of a sudden, me. he goes from standing like straight up to like his head is crouched forward anytime he talks forward. And he's got, the, he's got like the hands. He's always like twiddling. Like he's like- I'm not even like a super villain. Like he's like Dr. Doofenshmirtz. <laughs> yeah, they made him such a, like a cartoon villain. And it's not away good. all the depth that they had built up to that point. They add so many layers of depth to the master, so many layers of depth to the doctor. The doctor was, you know, battling with this morality of destroying his own people and all of that undone in one season. And now the, the, it, the, he, the even if somebody comes and makes the show good again, you still have to deal with all that. They have crap. to deal with it. It wasn't, they added a layer that they just can ignore. He changed it all so that if anyone wants to save it, it's going to be so Think hard. of the emotion in the 50th special when um, Matt Smith and David, David Tennant are sitting there in the prison and um, the war doctor asks them like, how many children were on Gallifrey? And Matt Smith says, I don't know. And David Tennant, is so upset and you're sitting there like this was mm. it was great because <laughs> yeah and then at the end when it's that's not special it's not gallifrey special. falls oh and it's not no more it's, it's gallifrey, gallifrey falls no more <laughs> it used to be a good show and i liked it a lot i used to stay up till 4 a.m watching that's that show on school nights 
in middle school. Oh, and I had to wake Christ. up. I would then take a shower, get completely dressed, shoes and all, sleep for 45 minutes and get up and go to school the next day. And come back and, and start over. And I did it for weeks. <laughs> that explains a lot. And I'm still tired. <laughs> he hasn't caught up yet. And and thankfully, you can still enjoy all of that up to that point. It doesn't ruin anything behind it. It but just I'm, dooms its chances going forward. I just think if you can just like retcon everything after that, like after if Chris Chibnall leaves, if you and can, you can just pretend it didn't happen. It's always awkward to do that with anything. The show Community <laughs> tried to do that with a season. They always made the joke that there was a gas leak during a season that they didn't like how it went or the fans didn't like how it went. And the joke always irritated me. Them trying to ignore it, but being so obvious about how that, because it's, it's really hard to ignore a sh- uh, show that you've set up yourself. And because, it, you know, it's mm-hmm. war. You can't say that it didn't happen when literally they released the episodes and stuff. It can be done probably tastefully, but it's very difficult. And I don't know that anybody can, they ha- who are they going to get, who can fix this giant problem? Here's the thing. I'm I know it cry. can be done because it got done in Marcus's adventure. You remember that? <laughs> They just weren't dead, right? No, 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 no. It was the moment where at the end, Tom Kenny came out as the ultimate villain. So you want that to be done in Doctor Who? You want Tom <laughs> Kenny to come out of a dog? But then, but then at one point, it's like, uh, or so you thought that was the ending. And then there's a whole new ending that I never wrote. Oh. So that's what Doctor Who should do. Like, actually, that was, and, you know, what they could do, they could say that it was all a lie. That's so cheap, but it's cheap. There's got to be a smart. And you way know to do that it. it was a cover up, yeah. Yeah, no one's gonna be brave enough to take it on. And th- I thought I always said when we were watching these terrible episodes, like this is the this is how Doctor Who is. They yep. can save it. it. There have been bad seasons like this before, not this bad, but they can save it. But now it honestly feels like it's dead. Like they can't. The show is Aww. is almost dead. I mean, unless they like. Get another a, writer who can completely revamp it somehow. Ge- we have to have a genius. We have to have Stephen Hawking back from the dead to write the new season of Doctor Who. <laughs> or maybe wow. we need to have Paula Do, do you or guys Paula feel Dean. better? Well, that might get a little racy. Yeah, that's true. So murder is easy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we just had to fill a little time and we got out of control. Why don't you talk about a little bit about the 1980s movie version? I'm glad that you filled me in on all I've missed on Doctor Who because I haven't I haven't had anything to do with that show for a long time. You, I mean, unless you're you, not missing much. Have you watched the Peter Capaldi seasons? Mm-mm. Well, you need to watch. They those. are. Just, yeah. I know. They, Those gets, are beautiful. they get they get hate, but uh, they're good. They're very good. It's Peter Capaldi. I mean, come on. Yeah, even if his episodes he plays were guitar terrible, like in like ten episodes, wears sunglasses and rides a tank. <laughs> he rocks. Yeah, yeah. I would watch. Cool. Yeah. I would watch Peter Capaldi give my own eulogy. <laughs> I'd watch Peter Capaldi <laughs> give Josh's own eulogy. You might get, <laughs> and I'd be in the audience sense. like, yeah, because <laughs> he's playing guitar. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. Talk about this. <laughs> Peter Capaldi. <laughs> I mean, it's just a, a Scottish accent or Irish. I don't know. Scottish. He's Scottish. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Right. <laughs> Sorry for that tangent, everybody. I'm not. It needed to be said. It, <laughs> we needed to put it out there. Yeah. It is important. So there was another movie version of Murder is Easy in the 80s, correct? Uh, 70s or 80s. I couldn't really tell. I, I think it was 80s. It's it was the straight border. to TV set modern day. Uh, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure it was the 80s. And it was set okay. modern day which was such a weird choice. <laughs> and it had a lot of really big names, too. Olivia was, de Havilland? 
Lavita Havlin, Bill Bixby, um, yeah. and Leslie Ann Down, who were all very, yeah. very famous. And it, <laughs> I don't know what your thoughts were. Maybe I should let you say first, but. Um, I'll, I'll just, I had, I have short thoughts about it. I'll, I'll okay. say the fact that they changed Luke from being a cop to being a computer programmer is like one of the downgrades of history. Like, why, why would a computer, why would a computer programmer go to this village to investigate this crime? A it cop we can see. Fit, yeah, it didn't fit in anywhere. And he kept talking about probability like, and chance and the greatest yeah. moment of any Christie movie ever was when he put all the suspects' names that and all of the victims' <laughs> names and the ways that they died into a computer and it generated who, what the computer thought the murderer's name was. And then it just kept flashing with that person's face. Yeah. Bridget, Bridget. <laughs> okay, there was a... And I'm sure you've seen some of these because, like, um, I don't know if it was at the beginning of the lockdown or when it was, but it was in, within the past year. Um, uh, YouTube kept recommending a whole bunch of really those weird movies from the 70s that were supposed to be, like, scary, like, B-movie scary. And it did have a... It was, like, a whole genre of its own. And I feel like this movie was trying to be one of those, and it yeah. didn't even do that right. <laughs> it just came off, like, quirky. It, because there yeah. were... And it was such a... It was... Okay, again, good actors, but, like, the, the sound quality was really poor. Everybody's voices were, were dubbed, which just sounded awful. Um, and it just kept yo-yoing back and forth to you where you'd get a moment that had like really good acting and like the lines were well delivered and mm -hmm. you got involved and then something stupid would happen and then you'd be right. like well that's back to reality it had a couple really well thought uh like uh well executed moments i really like yeah. when uh when the lady got hit by the car and he saw the book that he lent her laying on the road with blood on it instead of mm -hmm. him seeing the body that that felt powerful to me I won't go into the details because I don't want to spoil the book, but the way that they had you kind of confused as to who the murderer was at the end. Yes. I don't yeah. know if you think of that scene. Some of it was a little, you know, they the idea that they were conveying, I was like, oh, I bet if Christy had thought of that, she would have done it because that they handled because that really well. They did because I, so I had watched the, the Marple version in the past and I knew what had happened with that travesty. And then I watched the the 80s movie I think it was 1982. Yeah, I think you're right. Okay. I watched that before I listened to the audiobook. So uh, prior to that, I did not know the actual ending, but I knew it wasn't the marble one. Right, where they all just so, sit in a room and yeah. Right, so when it got to the, when it was getting near to the end and it's between those two people that you're thinking, and I was I was like, oh, I don't know. Is it this or is it? They, and they did do a really yeah. good job with that. And the book, it really didn't. It didn't do that two people thing. I thought yeah. it had a really exciting ending. That it was did. like very it, much. I so. was on the edge of my seat. That was one of Christie's best, like, oh my gosh, unsettling endings. It was really good. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it has never had a good movie. And it probably never will. Uh, it doesn't feel like it's, I don't feel like that's going to be the type of her book that will be executed well on screen unless it's going to be one of those modern ones where they make everybody's like head fly off and everything is terrible <laughs> and everybody's in love and lusting after each other i think it just it is what it is in its bubble you couldn't really make any changes to it and, and further to that there was a lot of um and i, and I you know 
this is the whole point of this statement. There were a lot of words that have had great changes in meaning since this book was written. I don't know if you caught that. There were so many words that they used that meant something yeah. totally different when it was written that like just <laughs> this wouldn't work today at all. Right. On so many well, how levels. about the greatest cat name ever i forgot about this wonky poo oh wonky poo yes wonky who poo, has the greatest cat name it's a pretty good cat name <laughs> wonky poo who like single pawedly killed one of the, the victims by not even knowing it but anyway <laughs> we, won't, we won't spoil it yeah good old wonky poo <laughs> so what are your uh what are your final thoughts uh final ranking of this book uh again had a lot of dialogue where she put in atmosphere and description it was good what is zach doing sorry there's it's really unimportant as sure. soon as this is over he'll update us because it's just it's not appropriate to talk about it in the podcast oh, we already went on our 20 minute doctor who tirade okay okay it's a separate <laughs> thing it's not about doctor who or okay. agatha christie or wings <laughs> i think it was mm. It was really interesting to read. There was there was one point where it got a little bit bogged down, like yeah. um, where Luke, and I don't feel that it was really necessary. I guess I know why she did it, but Luke goes through, because there were so many deaths and so many suspects, like he goes through and kind of cross-references every single one of them, and it takes right. forever. And I don't really feel like it served any type of purpose. It didn't help you to narrow anything down. He was on the wrong track from the beginning, pretty much and which is fine but that whole section it took a long time to get through and i was like i, can I see. don't know why they did that why she did that yeah. like if she just had to fill pages or what i can see why it's there because i i think about christian to two groups you know uh i'm thinking about our our, our guest uh aaron who really likes the the puzzle driven mysteries mm -hmm. and um then others who really like the ones like this it's not a whole lot of detecting. It's more about the characters and because, you know, the, the solution isn't really solved in this book. Uh, kind of the same thing with And Then There Were None, Death Comes Out of the End. And some people really don't like these those books because of it. They like the puzzle ones like Murder of Roger Ackroyd and, and the more traditional, traditional stories. So I see why she kind of threw that in there because someone who's thinking it's going to be more of a puzzle story might think, oh, I need to know all this information about all these victims. But mm -hmm. knowing the feel of this book, uh, you would know like, oh, this isn't that kind of book. It's more like the 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 less, it's more characters than puzzles. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And some of the reviews that I saw of it, positive things that people had said was about the psychology of it. And again, kind of like what she did with the, the previous one with uh, Hercule Poirot's Christmas that, all of the people felt real and relatable and it didn't feel like a stretch, even though it was, it might seem like, okay, well, you know, like this one little village and all these accidental deaths and, and, you know, a central reason, like you would think that's not real or that wouldn't happen. But another podcast I've been listening to on occasion, potaters. Um, <laughs> yeah. Still waiting for that one to become a reality. <laughs> I'll make it. Don't um, think I won't. I made Kevin can wait. See, there's, there's, it's true. It's there's true. No end to his creativity. <laughs> but it wasn't so far fetched. Was was my point? Like that? Yeah, I completely agree. It's actually happened in English villages in the past. <laughs> yeah, it's it's the most. It's not the, one of those things where like this person's crazy and they kill because they like to kill. 
that's always so unsatisfying. Uh, she gave you the serial killer feeling, the enjoyment of like a serial killer novel, and also the feeling of like, that is a real satisfying answer to mm -hmm. why you would kill. I'm thinking about killing seven people for the same exact reason. I've got them <laughs> in mind. Oh um, my gosh. You're number eight. So if like, if I <laughs> fails, you'll be my backup. Well, I'm, I didn't make the original ones. That makes you feel good? Yeah. So what do you give it out of five then? Um, hmm. Uh, I don't think I'd go all the way to a four on this one, but I, I don't know what my reason would be for that. <laughs> I'll just say that I did give it a four. Okay. Um, there are, there are things that I can see it would be maybe a high three, like, you know, 3.8, but we, we don't yeah. do it that way. Yeah. Right. Right. Uh, right. But I round it up to, um, four because, because of how strong the feeling was and mm -hmm. how much I really, really liked the ending. Even this time when I already knew it, like I loved it when it was a surprise, I still loved it this time around. It bumped it up to a four for me. Mm -hmm. I, I don't think I would, you know, I wouldn't veto that. So you're not going to fight me. Where does that put so, it? You, uh, the four stars that we have right now are only Hercule Poirot's Christmas and Three Act Tragedy because Vicarage is a four and a half. Where do you think it ranks with those two? I enjoyed it more than Three Act Tragedy. I agree. But not as good as Christmas, I could I could get behind that. Uh, yeah, just because a Chris, Hercules Poirot's Christmas was just tighter, I think. That's what I was thinking. More solid, yeah. yeah. But they're they're so different; it's kind of hard to compare. But True. it is more solid. So on the master list, it would be Hercules Poirot's Christmas, Murder Is Easy, Three Act Tragedy, Appointment with Death. But on the non detective list, the standalone ones. This one is currently number one on the, of the standalone books. Okay. Yep. That sounds fair. Which is pretty exciting. This is our favorite standalone book after that. Secret of Chimneys. Why didn't they ask Evan? Seven Dials, Brown Suit, and the Sitterford Mystery. We haven't had a whole lot of good standalones to date. Uh, mm -hmm. We're getting to a lot of, of the good standalones. It in will come. It will come. <laughs> yeah. And so while I'm saying that, since I have my list open, our next book and our 50th episode is going to be <gasps> very special. It is, and then there were none. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. It's super exciting. Zach's going to watch a movie, maybe even two, maybe even that 10 minute Lego movie that I is on YouTube. I know he's going to watch that. It's just whether or not he watches it in addition to a real movie. <laughs> right. Oh <laughs> just, my no. goodness. And it's but the 50th episode. It's going to be a huge episode, guys. And I always recommend everybody reads that book. So if you read it in the meantime, join us, listen to us fangirl about it. And I don't <laughs> think we're going to have Aaron back. Like we can have an honest thought about its criticisms, but we're mostly going to be uh, screaming like fangirls and squealing. He doesn't want Aaron. <laughs> I don't want Weasel Boy here. We don't need, we don't need that negativity right now. <laughs> I think, I think it's good to have the big three for our 50th episode and for the book that we've been waiting for, for so it, long. It, agreed. Yeah. It's, it's a family affair. <laughs> unless, uh, unless I get around to it, I'm like, oh my gosh, why did I like this so much? This book stinks, which I don't think is going <laughs> to How many times have you reread that book? I mean, really? Like four or five, but anyway. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but so that was fun. I was, I, you know, this, this book, um, because you really, really, really hated uh, the Sitterford mystery, which was another standalone book. 
And that one I enjoyed. Like, I agree with you on all its flaws. That one I enjoyed and, and you really hated it. And it, so it got a little lower. So this one, while I was reading it, I was like, I really like this one, but I bet Charlotte is going to really hate it. And we're going to have like a uh, hard time ranking it. But I was glad that we agreed on like the whole thing. That made me. Yeah. Happy. Yeah. Yeah. Let's never disagree about a book again until The Hollow. <laughs> oh, The Hollow. Yeah. You might like it this time, or maybe I'll hate it this time. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Anyway, I have a game. <laughs> Yay. Uh, this is a short little game. Uh, it's a little weird, a little oo-woo. I'm oo-woo. <laughs> so, oh, I wanted to say before this, there is a book. Yeah, it's oo-woo. That, is, that the, is the emu, what was it, Geraldo or Horatio? Geraldo the emu yes. is oo-woo. <laughs> is he going to join? Know, He's an oo-woo-woo. Did you know there's a book called Murder Isn't Easy that came out a couple years before this book? <laughs> no. It was a mystery book. It was an inverted mystery, which is uh, like what they do on Monk and like Columbo, where you see the murder happen like in the first scene and you oh, yeah. figure out how they did it or why they did it. Mm-hmm. It's that kind of book. And it's told from the perspective of the murderer trying to get the courage to do it. And it's called Murder Isn't Easy because all the reviews I said that Agatha Christie would famously disagree with this years later when she wrote <laughs> Murder Is Easy. So that was interesting. But my game is Murder Is Easy? Question mark? Question mark? <laughs> so I'm coming back to the faithful old uh, homemade BuzzFeed quizzes. Like before we had a plan uh, or throw a dinner party with all of Kathy Bates' characters and we'll tell you what uh, Don't Drink the Tea running gag you are. So this no, time- those were the days. We're going to see if murder is really easy for the two of you. The name of this game is play as a contestant on the cooking show Chopped, and we'll tell you if you could get away with murder. Oh my goodness. Because successfully winning Chopped and getting away with murder, not that different. True. Here's a fun fact. Me and Josh, when we had nothing to do, when he would be over, uh, my well, when I lived with my dad, he'd be over there and my dad would be at work. We used to play this game mm-hmm. where we would, one of us would sit on the couch and start a timer and the other one would have to make a snack for the other person <laughs> as quick as we possible. And then you come back and the other person would rank them and then we'd switch. And we did it like five times in a row. And they, you know, they were never good because we didn't really know how to cook. No. One time you made me a steak sub and that was awful. Oh yeah. I made a little, I made a tiny little steak subs. I only got uh, <laughs> um, food poisoning, but it was good. of all the things that i know about you guys i didn't know that that is so great i had forgotten about that till you said it (laughs) i forgot about it till i said it and uh, i don't like (laughs) cooking shows and i really don't like reality shows but chopped i've always loved famously Mm -hmm. when i came out of my surgery i was high out of my mind they asked me what i wanted to watch on tv and i don't remember this but i said chopped is on turn it to that channel and chopped was on and we watched (laughs) so it's deep inside me like somehow even in my state of being so the high, the whole yeah. world was People upside down. But talk about it. I feel like Josh is going to write his own Wikipedia article, oh. and that's going to be included. Famously, he did this, and was also <laughs> kind of a nerd. So it's now not very it's famous. It's not very long, but uh, you guys will have the same question, and you'll get to pick uh, your answer. Okay? Yeah. And it helps if you've seen a lot of Chopped because when you've watched a lot of Chopped, and I, I know you haven't, but you're you you're good. I'm a contestant on Chopped. Yeah, <laughs> been on Chopped. Yeah, um, you know you see the mistakes. You 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 can you can look at somebody and you see what they're oh, doing. They're not gonna make it. You're not yeah. making it through, buddy. All right. 
Don't make a cake. Never make a cake for dessert. Question one. You are preparing your introductory video for the episode. You highlight your culinary style, which is Cajun meets Colonel Sanders meets Colonel Mustard. You place (laughs) a hand on your hip with just the right amount of sass to seem a little overly confident, but not entirely cocky. What do you use as your closing line of the video? A, I'm quick on my feet, I'm a fighter, and I'm not walking out of here without a fight. B, if I win, I'll finally be able to get my cockatoo the hip replacement he so desperately needs. (laughs) C, if you're watching this sensei, karate is still my passion, but cooking is my dream. Or D, Ted Allen is just so hot and I want to bring him a chair to sit in because he must be so tired. <laughs> okay. Here's D. Here. <laughs> You're the Ted Allen No, but I do remember there was a there were two or three episodes back to back where he didn't have his top button buttoned. And it drove me nuts. And you could tell they filmed them all like at once. Yeah, he yeah. doesn't look like he really wants to be there, which I love about him. <laughs> He's like, well, you know, I'm going to say the same thing I say every week and I'm not buttoning my top button. I don't even care. <laughs> I heard that it takes them 14 hours to film an episode of Chopped. And oh my goodness. He stands up through the whole thing. Oh my goodness. Too long. I also heard another fun fact because, you know, that's what this podcast is now. They have a fifth uh, contestant on every time as a backup in case something happens to one of the four and so they just don't make it into the episode if nothing happens to the four but they have a fifth person doing all the same stuff oh my gosh they should have been filming them the whole time and do like the lost you the you lost, know, the lost contestant. They might, maybe they can yeah. just edit that up but they said yes 14 hours a lot of the times so it's like a whole day to film one of those episodes wow no wonder anyway. they all seem like genuinely exhausted so yeah d is my answer <laughs> okay Am I answering at the same time? Yeah. Okay. I will say, however, that um, option A is not good because um, what, what, I, I had a reason why it wasn't good. What was the, the first one? I'm quick on my feet. I'm a fighter and I'm not walking out of here without the prize. Oh, well, the first time you said I'm not walking out here without a fight. You did say that. And so I thought to myself, that's way too clunky uh, to right. say fight <laughs> twice. I said prize. <laughs> Sorry. But this okay. isn't about would you know? Are, is it clunky? This is would you get away? I was with just explaining. <laughs> okay. I was just explaining Sorry, my yeah. reason for not picking A. It's I don't know Sorry. who the person in D is, even though I understand that he stands up a lot. Do you want to see him to see if you think he's hot? Yeah, because I would like to hear you rang him out of ten. Okay, I will. Not Ted Bundy. <laughs> Ted Allen. Here we go. Not Tim Allen. Either. <laughs> no, he's not hot. No. I would, no, I would give. I mean, I never said he was. He, he's got Charlotte like thing. he's got like a high school nerdy vibe you know <laughs> like high school principal nerdy vibe now i feel like i like age him down and like he's the kid you're rooting for in the teen drama movie okay um i'll give him a six <laughs> okay um, and then which answer i'm gonna go with c because karate is my passion <laughs> it is I, I, I knew that somewhere deep inside uh okay so i'm i there is a point system for each answer uh, each answer has a point value. Um, the uh, cockatoo one would have given you the highest points. Oh yeah, I thought that because that's the real guilt trippy one. Exactly. Yeah, or you're yeah. getting like emotion behind it. But honestly, 
Always got to have I'm that little sappy kind of the guy. If that's not who you are, don't do it. I'm not a sappy guy. I'm there for the right reasons because it's my dream. And <laughs> I might be letting my sensei down, but I'm hopefully building he myself. Hopefully, up. he doesn't watch Chops. <laughs> no, he hasn't used uh, electricity in 14 years. That's good. So much for this being a quick game. Question two. During the appetizer round, you slice your finger while cutting a New Zealand yam. You have only two minutes to spare, and the yam is the last ingredient needed to throw in the saucepan to cook with the rest of the food. Do you, A, take your chances and keep cutting the yam, B, use your uncut hand to gather the pieces that are cut and just sprinkle them on the dish as a garnish when you're done? Do you, C, purposely drip some blood on the yams so you can't use them at all and just leave that ingredient out entirely and defend it by saying there's blood all over it? Or D, wrap your finger and risk leaving that ingredient out completely. Oh, what was option A? Gather yeah. them up with your uncut hand? Uh, a was take your chances and keep cutting the yam. Uh, B was gathered up with your uncut hand and use it as a garnish. You can't do that because they always yell at you for like just throwing something on top. And as, as we all know, um, leaving an ingredient out is not an automatic disqualifier, but you have to have had a really strong dish to get left in if you do that. That is absolutely true. So C and D are really risky. Here's what I'm going to say. I'm going to say that C... It's going to be obvious that you're like spraying your blood <laughs> on top of it, right? Well, assume at the same time that like Pablo just dropped a pot. And so you're like, I have to think quick. <laughs> okay. Well, the thing, but Chopped catches all. <laughs> the Chopped Gods. Yeah. yeah, the Chopped Gods catch all. <laughs> I see that one. Gosh. And I feel like for me to take proper kitchen procedure and wrap my hand so as to not contaminate the food or, you know, the yams slash the rest of the dish, I think they're going to care about more and they're going to understand more you know that's that's a strong reason not to include it in if i'm running late and they're going to see i was really pushing forward while also giving proper procedure so i'm going to go with number d (laughs) i'm gonna have to agree with him i'm gonna say d too i'm just gonna say that you know like that that's a, a very good answer for both of you but like it's not the one you wanted no 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 i'm saying that there, there's no way zach could be a murderer because all of his answers are like what would the noble choice be <laughs> what would make the judges most proud of me <laughs> which is great that's not a, that is not something to be ashamed of i'm glad that you didn't say drip the blood on this games because that's the sign of a sociopath charlotte was gonna say it she was thinking about it um yeah so as charlotte said she was quite correct if you use it as a garnish they never accept that and that is would have been very low points if you kept cutting the the best the highest thing to do uh to be a murderer was to drip your blood on there that's what a murderer would have done but that second option was the safest bet so that also got you guys a good deal of points so good job nice question number three in the entree round you see that eric is making a rice bowl almost identical to yours (gasps) you have 25 minutes left Do you, A, switch over to a risotto dish, B, knock the rice maker accidentally off the counter, (laughs) C, make the identical rice bowl, but switch your plates if if his looks better in the end, or D, show Amanda Freitag your impression of Porky Pig? (laughs) As we discovered the other day, was it yesterday? 
I yes. don't have a good Porky Pig impersonation. Because he started uh, snorting. snorting, and I was like, that's not what Porky Pig does. I was just doing a pig. <laughs> and it, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> what I want I, I to do, <laughs> that's what true. I would probably do if I was actually on Chopped would be chuck the, the rice cooker on the floor. Um, the right thing to do would be to change to a risotto. Um but I, for myself, to, to remain true to form, would have to go with B. Okay. Now, here's the thing. I, th- I thank you for being honest, because Zach's about to say, what would Sir Lancelot do? <laughs> <laughs> King Arthur. <laughs> he would take the sword from the lake. <laughs> and Option vanquish e. the foul beast. <laughs> he admits that Eric's dish is best. <laughs> now, <sighs> Which is not even I, an option. <laughs> I don't feel like... I here's the thing. I don't know what a risotto is, therefore I could not switch to a risotto. That's a fact. In this world, though, you're a chef. In this world, you I still don't know what a risotto is. In this, <laughs> all right. You're saying in That's any canon. universe, in any in any universe, in every universe, there is one risotto. Is that thing you did not eat at my wedding? He doesn't want to know. I don't <laughs> so, want to know, okay. Josh. All right. I still don't know what it is because I didn't care because you didn't eat it. I didn't eat most of the things at your wedding. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um. Cake, that was good. Um, I figured you'd eat that. Man, I didn't get any cake. Well, I meant to save some. I was the best man. So, <laughs> um, I don't know what a risotto is, and that's the one constant in every universe is that Zach doesn't know what a risotto is. Right. Um, two, I feel like I couldn't convincingly knock over a rice maker, you know, on accident. I also feel like... You don't have a lot of faith in your deception skills. I know. That's because I'm not good at it. We know that. Yeah, you're pretty bad. I'm pretty bad at it. I also don't feel like, I feel like I'm even less likely to be able to switch out the plates. So I'm only left with one option, and that is my poor, poor, big impersonation. Here, though, that is the highest amount of points. It says make the identical rice bowls, but switch your plate. If it's look better, uh, mine could look better. Yours could look better. But we know it won't. It might. And this is where we're shelf. You see how his voice went up there? Have some. My hair's falling up. So you just want to do your Porky Pig impression? I feel like that's the one okay. thing I can do. So in that, Porky Pig was, uh, was a, a medium win. Uh, knocked the rice maker over and uh, switched, switched the bowls were the most murderer thing to do. Right. But switch over to a risotto dish. It was a negative 100 points because it is chopped cannon that you cannot make a good risotto in the amount of time ever given. Oh, you're right. That's very true. Very true. Yes, I knew that, which is why. I and you know it. what risotto is. I know what risotto is, and I know that Chopped can't make it. Are you ready for question four? <laughs> chopped, whoever he is, can't make risotto. <laughs> That's the host, right? Yeah. Mr. Chopped. <laughs> chopped uh, Brown. You guys ready? No, it's not. She's you ready? busy Googling all yes. of Chopped. She's Googling risotto. All right. Question four. Alex is now judging you. As oh, she's no. chewing your perfectly cooked dish, she makes a face. A face that looks like she's about to send you to death row. Her eyes narrow. <laughs> and she asks you, what on earth were you thinking? Do you say, A, I don't know, Alex. There's a lot of pressure here already to cook an acceptable dish in under 30 minutes with the hodgepodge of crap ingredients you give us and Ted Allen cringing every time I wield a knife now. Why can't you be nice like Manit or like Amanda? I mean, Amanda isn't nice, but at least she has a soul. 
Remember, I don't just, I can't just think about taste when I make my meal. I have to think about presentation and originality and implementation of these lesser known ingredients and what mood Jeffrey Zakarian might be in tonight. Don't you have children, Alex? Don't you remember what it was like not to be a culinary god sitting on the throne of judgment? Have mercy on us mortals. Please have mercy. B, I don't know what you mean. C, admit that it's not your best work, but ask that the judges please give you another chance in the next round. Or D, kill Ted Allen with a javelin. <laughs> I feel like this is a big decider. <laughs> No, that doesn't mean you're a successful murderer. It just means you're a murderer. Poor Ted Allen. <laughs> uh, a is just like everything I've ever wanted to say to Alex Gordishelli on <laughs> every episode. I see. I don't know if we've. I know we've talked about this aside from the podcast. Specifically, uh, do you remember what it was like not to be a culinary god sitting on the throne of judgment? Have mercy on us mortals. <laughs> no, yes. no, the parts all before that. Oh, I understand. Because <laughs> I don't. I don't care for Alex Gornicelli, not like as a person, but like her, her persona on the show. Her she always style. gets on my nerves. Yeah. Emotion. Yeah. Her. And then the, the red haired guy with the beard. No, uh-huh. I'll always make me angry. Um, I and I think that. that for acting like they're the most impartial judges, that they're extremely partial mm-hmm. and they will make decisions obviously based on just whether they like or dislike a person with nothing to do with their food or that's how it appears and that really bothers me yeah amanda freitag and jeffrey zakarian and uh manit are where you should go yep yep and uh, aron is great and uh oh what the totally bald guy uh i don't know his name but yeah i know who you mean yeah and there's another He's guy that's on there occasionally that i really like um but yeah yeah that's the but that's the one you're picking what were the other options that's the one i want that does the other options are, I don't right, know. Directly from my brain the other options were i don't know what do you mean admit that it's not your best work but ask for another chance or kill ted allen with a javelin <laughs> go with d um that's the new modern ticket to the c <laughs> shows weakness like i i would not do that B is probably safe, but I could not live with myself if I didn't pick A. All right. What do you think, Zach? Now, <laughs> now, as much as I want to kill Ted Allen with a javelin, <laughs> this that's is going to be a while. That's not in line with my It's not noble. It's not, it's not, it's not, it's not what King Arthur would do. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> and here's the thing. While at times... I feel like I do get so I I get a large amount of pent up rage at a certain individual. Like maybe it could be a, at Alex. Right. If you knew her. Right. But the thing is, I don't watch enough chop to have <laughs> that kind of pent up rage. I am fresh meat in this <laughs> right. for her to judge. And so I feel like with the most amount of attitude I could say, I don't know what you what do you mean? Got it. But like, not like a sincere. I don't. I don't know. What do you mean? I don't feel like a. I don't know. What do you mean? And maybe you'll give you her know? a chance to say like, "What were you thinking?" Because this is the greatest dish you've ever made. Right. And the, by, by that time, I've already slapped the dish. You've out already, of hand. You've already thrown a devil <laughs> at a ten out. But that was. That didn't even involve her. All right. Very good. Uh, question number five. This is the final question, and then you'll get your results. I'm nervous. It's the dessert round. No. Ted Allen has been wheeled out of the room. Either in a gurney, if you, well, in a gurney, either if you threw a javelin at him in the last round, 
or just because he's been standing for 14 hours and his femur snapped in twain. I think it's really nice that Zach and I both made it to the final round. It's a pretty great face off. Yeah, that, that's yeah. It's just considering that there was no one else playing. It right. was just well, Eric. Eric was playing, but you knocked over the rice maker, so he couldn't make his rice. Oh yeah, yes. The ingredients <laughs> in the basket seem to point to only one thing that's easy to make: ice cream. So oh. do you a rush to the ice cream machine before thinking about your dish, so you know you'll have some ice cream done? Do you b damage the ice cream machine immediately, so no one else can make ice cream? C, kill Ted Allen with a javelin. <laughs> or D, do your best with dessert, but ultimately try to stand on the merits of your first two dishes. Ooh. I feel like if I don't kill Ted Allen with a javelin now, I won't get a chance. <laughs> no, this is the last round. You're never going to see Ted Allen again. So that's true. I might see him on the street. How can he, though? He's been wheeled out. So you have to, like, chase him down the hallway. He's still in the hallway because he wants to hear who, who will win. And I'm really <laughs> accurate with a javelin because a yeah. javelin, as you might know, is a throwing instrument. I used to call you jab. Yeah, my javelin skills. <laughs> Did your karate sensei teach you that? Yes. <laughs> Sorry, that's going back a ways. Let's go back to question one. You need to hear the answers again? No. So it would be rush to get it done. <laughs> you need to rush to get it done, damage it, javelin, or try to stand on the merits of your first two dishes. Oh, the safe bet would be stand on the merits of your first two dishes because a lot of people get through that way. Yep. Um, that might be the King Arthur way. Warmer yeah. Way. It's not. No, King Arthur would kill Ted Allen with a javelin. Because <laughs> he knows for a fact that, that, that Tim Allen is actually a dragon in, in disguise. Ted Allen. Tim Allen? <laughs> Tim Allen's not there. Yeah, but it's points still stands. I really would can you know, can we just ask out put it out there in the air, give it a mouth that please someday will Tim Allen guest star on Chop just to stand there and just make fun and insult everybody for the so whole So it would round. be like uh it would be like Eric, you have been chopped. <laughs> exactly like that. I think no. he would have no mercy. No, but he's not a foodie. He's a car guy, right? Like that's so like he needs to be on lesser uh, known thing. Carved. 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 Oh my carved. god. Carved. Yeah, it's a show about you carb up before you go on a big run. <laughs> Good job, Josh. It's just like all pasta nice and rice dishes. Thanks, man. You really saved oh, me on man. that. Man, I yeah. want to damage the ice cream machine, but I've already damaged something else. People might catch on. You know, so here is what King Arthur would do. <laughs> I can guarantee it. King Arthur is a man of action. Agree with me? Agree yes or with no? You. Yes. Here's the thing. He went to the Lady of the Lake to receive the sword. sword. What have you, have you guys Excalibur. been watching Sword in the Stone? What are you doing? What is no, this? <laughs> Excalibur was in a stone in that one, not in the lake. Come on, Charlotte. It's what in the wrong? name. What is wrong with you? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> Sometimes I think you don't even listen to us. <laughs> now he went to retrieve the tool he needed to accomplish his quest true king arthur would bolt to the ice cream maker to ensure his place in royalty he's probably he's probably right if that's the one you're picking then i will pick stan on the merits of your own two dishes i was gonna say i don't know what to do here? Like, do do you want to win Chopped or do you want to, what is it? What is it? <laughs> or do you want to kill Ted Allen? <laughs> There's a lot of conflicting emotions here. I know, it, it's tough. I, I, I don't make it easy on you guys. <laughs> at, least we, I, at least we found out what 
King Arthur. King Arthur would do it. Yeah, <laughs> if Zach's going A, I'll, I'll go B. All right. Yep. Let me tally up the results. I really hope I get the, the King Arthur award. <laughs> so there's know. a universe where there's an there's a show like Chopped where no one knows what Risotto is. No one asks for Risotto. Risotto yeah. doesn't exist. King Arthur is on Chopped and it's hosted by Tim Allen. Exactly. So uh, I thought that there were three options that you could get. Turns out there were four because that got King Arthur. Yes! Uh, <laughs> no, actually, so Charlotte got semi-successful murderer. You may get away with one or two murders, but ultimately you do crack under pressure. So just pay oh. off that blackmailer and don't try killing them because it'll all go wrong on you. Oh, that's helpful. Now, Zach may have done things for noble reasons, but he was very cool under pressure and adapted to changing situations, which made him a successful murderer. You're cool under pressure, can easily adapt <gasps> to whatever's thrown at you. You cover your tracks and could easily get away with a handful of murders that everyone will just think as accidents. Here's the thing, and I know what you're thinking. I thought that this was, you know, you were in line with King Arthur, but King Arthur had to cut a few heads off. Yeah. He had to. It wasn't because he wanted to, but because he needed to. Here was the the third option you could have gotten. Uh, and that was if you got like a hundred on every question. You are a straight up psychopath. You could kill until you're blue in the face. Alex will lower her hand and pull you up to the throne of culinary psychopathic gods of war who <clears throat> rule us all. Did I have to kill Tim? I mean, uh, Ted Allen in both scenarios. If you killed Ted Allen the second time, you got two hundred points. Five, <laughs> oh <my laughs> you can get him anyway. Wow! And that's that game. was fun. That, that was win. fun. Took a lot longer than you probably were expecting. Well, I forgot about how much <laughs> a lot of commentary there is around Chopped. Yeah, and more. But thank you Canada. guys for being so such good sports because I was afraid I didn't have enough content. But you guys, you guys always get into it. <laughs> it's a team effort. <laughs> so um, we have any uh, plugs to make at the end of this episode? Not that I know Check of. Check out uh, Just... Potator, Spotify. <laughs> really looking forward to episode fifty next wow. week. It's going to be a super special episode. Tell your friends. It's going to be big. It's going to be huge. Uh, just this, I feel like this is the moment we have been building up to. And then we're all going to stop making the podcast. <laughs> and I think it like marks, we have at least are halfway through. Right? We're like halfway Her, through now. Yeah, because she's, yeah, we're over halfway through. I don't know. She's written about seventy or eighty, but we're also yeah. doing. Sorry, I froze up. You're good. We couldn't tell. You, you, she did like seventy or eighty books. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we, we, I think we are like close to halfway done. But yeah, I'm since sure we're doing like the Sophie Hannas and like the the, the plays, Westwood yeah. yeah, yeah, it's a little a little more than that. Wow. So if anyone's worried that this podcast is going to end soon, don't worry. We'll probably be doing this until we're all gray haired, which is close for me because <laughs> I, have, I have a ton of silver hairs now. And from the last yeah. time where I found a couple, I've gotten a bunch more. Woohoo! Jealous. It's going to be I'd a silver to, fox soon. I'd but, love to have some silver. I just um, got. I've still got jet black hair. <laughs> it's true. You start calling me jet black. Well, I already call you uh, Jeff. 
That's true. King <laughs> Arthur, can you give us a sign out, please? Fight for your kingdom. It is not for your own strength, but for the strength of your people that you carry on through opposition. Fight well, fight hard. Ah! <laughs> Rude. That was awesome. <laughs> I thought she...